welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I'm your hostess, Coach Debbie. I'm here in the Seattle area, and I want to welcome you to the show. This is where you learn all about writing your memoir, writing your book, your blog, updating your beautiful brand, getting ready to write your speech, your TED Talk. And if you're interested, I can even help you write your love letters. Yes, I can. I am a holistic spiritual life coach. And one of the things I have a lot, a lot of background in is helping people write. Used to work at a college for about 20 years as an associate professor And I found that I really love coming to the airways and making this my new classroom where I help you bring your expression out into the world. Every week we bring you a different topic, something to do with writing, something to do with your story. And I always love hearing from you what it is that you would like us to be talking about. You can reach out to me at any time. My website is coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. And just click on connect. Write any little message you like there, and your note will be sent out to me. I really look forward to what you have to say about the shows, and anything you would like to offer me so that I can make these shows even more personable for you. That's also a great place to go when you want to create uh, questions that I can coach you with on this show. We're finding we don't get that many callers, but I still get fair number of people writing into the show. So when you head over to CoachDebbie.com, again, that's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com, you can just click on Connect. And while we're rolling, even while we're live in the studio doing the show, you can send in a note and a question, and I will read it online. And I just want to assure you, when you send it in, the only information that I give out that is personal is your first name. And my guess is there's plenty of other people on the globe sharing your first name. So that's just a reminder that no one will know it's you. And you can still send it in and get some personalized coaching right here. I do have a guest today, and we would both be honored to take your questions. We're working with a topic that you don't hear much, but I think it is a very important thing to talk about, and I'm going to be weaving in some teachings around memoir writing as well. Our topic today is Cancer Never Discriminates. I bring this to you because the woman who is on the show today, Ivy Miles, she has quite a cancer story. I want you to really listen in that 
you're going to be introduced to Ivy as the, she is the creator of Ivy's Holistic Arts. You might know her in her work in yoga. She she titles herself as an energy alignment coach. I think this is fantastic. It begins with energy. But at one time, I don't think she was as focused on the movement and the clarity of her energy as she was on what is going on in my body. And so many of you have said there was a time in your life when you got a wake-up call because something, some alarm system in your body went off. It started to tell you that things were really, really out of balance. It was your energy. It was your alignment. It was your sense of how do I get grounded again? All of that was shaken up. Now, in my own experiences, while I can tell you I have never had cancer, I will also tell you that I have had injuries that took me from just a a regular day walking through the park to flat on my back for, at times, a year and more. When these things happen, we have a lot of questions for the universe, but we also have a lot of questions for ourselves, for professionals. What I find is that these are often opportunities for our memoir to start to just take a a shape in our mind. Now, it, it might not be on your radar while you're in the early days of a diagnosis, or an injury. Not at all. But if this is something you have to live with, if this is something you go through some kind of heroic journey with, you're going to start to have a relationship with your own inner voice more and more and more. You're going to start to notice patterns in your life that may have been present even before the injury or the diagnosis, but now, now in these debilitating times, things are starting to look differently to you, and as you recover, you see the memoir. Just a quick reminder of memoir. It's not your full biography. Memoir is some story, some theme, some patterns from your life where you stitch together a story and usually it is something really big, really life-changing, and you know if you have the courage to share it, if you have the sense of what needs to go in and what needs to stay private for yourself, you will have a memoir you will have something that not only heals you, but heals everyone who is touched by it. So, without further ado, this is part of the reason I have brought Ivy Miles to the radio waves today. She has an amazing story. So let's just jump in here. Welcome, Ivy. 
Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. I am really, really happy you're here. Just some general information for our listeners. You are in, is it, do I say it, Las Cruces, New Mexico? Yes, correct. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Cruces, Mm -hmm. New Mexico. I want to go there someday. And you're invited. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And you are working beyond the, the online stratosphere right now. Is that correct? You're also working in a brick and mortar? I have a small office here just recently. Yes, correct. Yes, wonderful. So you have, my dear listeners, different ways of getting to connect with Ivy. And as I was first learning about your brand, my dear, I was really, really taken by the fact that the first moment I saw you online, uh, we were in a, a business course together, and I just thought, ooh, look at that beauty. I had no idea at the time the magnitude of your story. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to just tell our readers just a tad of what life was like before your diagnosis and how you how you stepped into oh my goodness this is real this is happening just just a little of the before and then the you're in it absolutely um well i i grew up in a very small midwest town and i did have quite a bit of trauma in my childhood um, verbal and physical abuse. I also went through my teenage years with um, an incident of sexual assault from someone I thought was a friend. And this led to a very unhealthy path for me. I, I didn't want to be home. I started hanging out with the wrong people. And there was um, substance abuse and food addictions and all sorts of things. But when I was in high school, I actually took a class, a jazzercise class, um, and and I loved it. I just loved it so much. It made me feel really good. And this was one of my first little aha moments. I decided, okay, I, I have to clean up my act, and there's life after high school. So I did. I worked a lot. I bought a car and, you know, moved on with my life. I, I cleaned myself up and started really pursuing the health and wellness field because I was hooked from there and really wanted to share with people how good you could really feel even when everything is falling apart. And and I really, I I hung on to that um, because as I, as I met my husband and we had children, I also lost my brother at the age of 22 in a car accident. Mm. And then a few years after that, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I had gone through all of that trauma. And in 2013 is when my initial diagnosis was official for breast cancer for myself. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I have to tell you and be really honest um, with you and everyone that might be listening to this that I thought I was exempt at that point 
from breast cancer because I was really very conscious of the physical exercise and of nutrients, you know, of nourishing um, myself. But obviously with what I have shared with you, I had a lot of trauma that was never healed. And what I did, as I know now, not then, but I stuffed it and tried to move on with my life because that's what I had learned being younger. And that is just the habit that I continued. So when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, that was the biggest aha moment for me because I realized as I sat in that chemotherapy chair for hours on end and looked at myself like a client, how many imbalances I really had and what I really needed to work on. Mm -hmm. And would you say that even though, even though you had had so much tragedy growing up, uh, I relate to this idea of stuffness. And I just wonder, did you feel like when you said you, you were going to be exempt, did you feel like so much of life was about really getting good at surviving and acquiring survival skills? Or were you just um, more of a fighter in your life? How would you describe you? Well, I definitely feel like I am a fighter. Mm -hmm. However, I also feel that I was constantly in survival mode. Yeah. I, I wasn't flourishing or thriving. I mean, I loved my kids. We went on vacation. We did a lot of wonderful things together as a family. And, you know, my husband is just this beautiful man. And we've been married for over 30 some years. But as I look back before that diagnosis, I was reacting to life and still trying to survive it. Yeah. Reacting is a really, really key word there. And my sense is that as you had to work with being diagnosed and all the steps through cancer, you were learning much more about what it means to respond. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to use just, just this moment here. We're going to have to take our first break in about two minutes. I'd love to use this moment to just have a little shout out to the listeners that want you to pay attention to what Ivy is sharing with us so far. She is a walking, talking memoir <laughs> in a sense, and that is that she had her life before a huge, huge change, and it, it wasn't the most satisfying life, even though her, her marriage is lovely, children, lovely. There, there were many things in her life that brought her to grief, brought her to feeling very nervous. But what happens for any of us is that we start to see patterns. And sometimes, and these are Ivy's words, sometimes it requires a neon sign from the universe to tap our shoulders and say, hey, I need you to walk through this in a whole new way. 
So, my dear listeners, what I want you to realize is that while so much of Ivy's life led up to this time in which she found out, oh my goodness, I have cancer, because uh, what age were you, Ivy, at the time of your diagnosis? I'm thinking mid-40s. Um, 49. 49. So, you know, half a century practically, and... Here you are having the universe say, we have some new ideas for you. We have ways in which you can take a little reflection here, move through deep, deep process. If you're willing, if you're able, if you're courageous enough, and you'll have a big energetic aligned change. Most of us, we just kick those messages to the curb and go straight back into what we know how to do, and that is survive. Anyone who's trying to survive has a great memoir to write. So my listeners, I want you to be thinking about how this aligns for you. Any questions you have, we're going to come right back with Ivy Miles and more of her story right after this first break, so stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just Sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I offer writing workshops for the VIP client here in Seattle, Washington. I also travel to Santa Barbara, to San Diego, to Miami, and my newest destination is going to be Charleston. So if you would like to dive into writing your best-selling book, I would love to come your way and help you get really deep into that process, gather the skills you need, and then when I go home, you and I can continue our coaching together. I am available to answer any of your questions at CoachDebbie.com, that is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a reminder, most of the people that come to me with a book idea are either writing self-development or memoir. And today is a great day to help you remember what memoir really is. It's not your whole life story. 
but it's usually themes and patterns in which you have had a huge learning experience, not because you deserved it, but because probably you wanted to elevate your life in certain ways. The universe works with us when we want to elevate. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like we're getting slapped with a diagnosis. But other times what happens is we walk through something very, very heroic. And at one point we realize our story would make a huge difference for those that wanted to listen. I have a woman just like that with me here today. Ivy Miles is a survivor of cancer. It is my understanding that many people who have survived cancer are, in a certain way, still living with cancer and thriving. So I would really like to turn the mic over to Ivy now and just ask her, will you summarize a bit for us about your journey with cancer and how did it lead to you becoming that energetic aligned coach? So when I was diagnosed, it was in 2013, November. I still remember it very well. It had been months since I found the tumor in my left breast. I had a very difficult time convincing someone that something was wrong, mm. but I knew that there was. And, you know, we talk about intuition or spiritual guidance or signs from above. And I had a big one come to me where I really feel like that made me much more determined to pursue this than to listen to someone who says, no, you're fine. And I will see you in a year, which mm -hmm. is what had happened to me more than once. I found the tumor in the summer and I wasn't diagnosed officially until November. Wow. But we had been refinancing our home. And as you do, you know, you just sign the paperwork and the paperwork comes and you don't really pay much attention. You just sign your name and pass it on. And the paper with our credit report came on. And for some really strange reason, I glanced up at the top of it. Not that I really cared about the credit report because I knew it was okay, but something just led me to look up. And when I did, I got such a shock. We, the house we were financing was on a street called Panther Court. So like the cat, P-A-N-T-H-E-R. Mm -hmm. And as I looked at that credit report piece of paper I was supposed to sign, it said cancer court, C-A-N-C-E-R, mm -hmm. cancer court, cancer court, cancer court. And it stopped me in my tracks. I showed my husband, I think I might have even screeched a little bit, I'm not sure, but he was like, you have to get someone to believe you. Yeah. And I knew right then that I couldn't take no for an answer, that there was something wrong with me. 
And I had to find the right person to really investigate it. And that was, that was the turning point for me saying, I need to pay attention to these signs. This was a neon sign for me, but I need to take more attention, more awareness to the small signs, because if this in, in fact is true, this is the only way I'm going to get through it. That's right. That's right. And you're, you're doing an excellent job illustrating what a hero looks like. In, in every memoir, there's a moment in which we rise to be our own hero. We're like, I'm not going to settle anymore. This is my life. My life is on the line. And if I'm hearing you correctly, you knew your life was on the line. Absolutely. When I was diagnosed, I had five tumors by that time. Wow. Not, not just the single one in my breast, but now three, and then two in my nodes underneath in my armpit. And the nurse practitioner I was talking to knew my mother's history, and I said, how concerned should I be? One to ten. I really want all the information. Please don't sugarcoat it. And she said 12. Mm. So, you know, I knew when she said that this is serious. She, you know, it's near the holidays. She got on the phone. She got me in the next day. They had me in the chemotherapy chair within a week because of the severity. It was stage three at that point. It was um, estrogen progesterone and HER2 positive, and it was quite aggressive. It had, within those few months where I knew something was wrong, had produced now five tumors. Um, so they wanted me in the chemo chair to shrink it. We did that first. And then I went through surgery. I decided to have a double mastectomy because of the severity, instead of just removing one breast, we couldn't save the breast. Um, so I had a double mastectomy, went back to chemotherapy. I ended up having 19 months of chemo and then six weeks of radiation. I had a reconstruction surgery that six months later turned into three different infections at three different times. They took me back to surgery and did another reconstruction for me. So my treatments took almost three years of my life. Yeah, right, right. And in this, is it, is it almost like you stepped outside of life? You weren't part of the regular day in, day out, how time ticks along. How are you experiencing this? Well, I probably lived <laughs> more <laughs> life in those almost three years when I was going through my treatment than I had ever in my life. Um, I just didn't know what the outcome would be. I wasn't sure. It didn't look good. There wasn't a lot of positivity yeah. um, in my medical team, unfortunately. I mean, they were all, re I had a great team, but my 
diagnosis and then my prognosis was even when they deemed me what they said was all clear, they told me that my particular situation, it was highly likely, there was a very high percentage, my cancer would be back within a year, maybe two. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming up to my 10-year diagnosis anniversary this November. Good job, Ivy. Good job. So you're you're really making it clear for us that if you're getting these sort of predictions from medical doctors, then the only way to beat seeing cancer again in two years is to do a lot of work on the inside. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? I can. Um, you know, when I had chemotherapy, I had to sit in that chair for an awful long time. And I, I took the opportunity to use that time to study, to study myself, to study where are my imbalances? They're not just in the physical body. My medical team is taking care of that. But, you know, what is the root cause? How can I trace this back? You know, what is going on with my energetic body, the other subtle bodies of self? What is going on with my emotional state, my mental state, my spiritual connection? And I, I literally kind of picked apart each and every area of self within myself and, you know, connected the dots to my traumas and decided to heal. I decided I was going to live life and I was going to heal those imbalances. Now, that being said, I mean, of course, this transformation has taken over years. It wasn't just within that three-year time frame. I mean, this it's an ongoing journey. Yeah. But within that time, I didn't want to take anything for granted. And I wanted to live out every essence and, <laughs> and, and the squeeze of life that I really could. But in the meantime, I thought, well, if I can really move past this and heal this, then this is my opportunity because I'm still here to help others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And did you find that in, in knowing that you were here to help others, um, there was any shift um, inside of you, maybe in terms of uh, attitude, maybe in terms of calling, did you, were you at that point connected to the idea that there could in any way be some wild gift in all of this madness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I would have people say to me, you know, don't be mad at your body for this. And I would look at them and I would think to myself, why would I be mad at my body? I am so grateful. I am strong enough to go through this. And I am so grateful that I'm really like digging deep into the things that I never really wanted to approach with myself. I didn't want to take a look at those things to heal them because 
it, you know, it, it hurts. It, it's, it's not a fun path. Right. And, and, and so I was so grateful that I still had the opportunity to be here on earth. And I really felt that I was being guided by a much greater source by God, by spirit, you know, whatever your belief system is, but my belief system is, is God and spirit. And I felt like I was truly connected instead of just riding through my life, oblivious to where my path was and what I was supposed to be doing, that this cancer was almost like the universe taking the Band-Aid and ripping it off and going, okay, Ivy, enough is enough. And, you know, let's get to this. Mm-hmm, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. connect. And I'm going to guide you, but you have to pay attention. And I feel like the cancer was that, like that Band-Aid. You're going to pay attention now. I'm just ripping this right off. And then here's the thing you have to deal with. And you either will or you won't. Yeah. And it seems that it, at that stage, you're no longer just willing to survive. You're no longer just willing to take whatever is so-called handed to you each day. It's almost like it's now time to really, really get into the energy of partnership with spirit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I can really see how anyone that had your courage, your wherewithal, your understanding could at some point become very, very connected to their intuition. And I can also see how someone would uh, leave it that intuition is such a threat, that it it just brings you scary information. But I don't think that's what intuition is at all. And my sense is, is that as you've gone through this journey, you've really developed a deeper, uh, clearer understanding of your intuition or just more of a welcoming can you tell us a little bit about that and how that led to your alignment coaching? Well, as we know, intuition is like a gut response. You know, it, it's nothing that someone wrote on a piece of paper and, and told you about. It's something that you're experiencing or you're feeling. Um, for example, you're walking into a room And you don't know that the people in the room just had an argument, but you can feel that when you come in, even if they're smiling. So I I feel like when we welcome that gut response that we have, and, and this is a natural response that we have, we all have intuition. But I feel when we welcome that, that that response gets stronger. And it's like any other skill that we begin to learn that skill becomes easier for us, more welcoming, it becomes stronger and and more natural to us. And so as I started to welcome those signs, because I was asking, 
I would sit in meditation, I'd be quiet, and I would ask questions, and I would ask for signs, and then I would pay attention, and the signs would appear. Now, one of them was so ridiculous, I, I still laugh. You know, I, I explained to you about the closing papers mm-hmm. and the cancer court, but I had decided that I was going to go out and buy a new car (laughs) because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And it was on a Friday morning and my husband's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go look at this convertible. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, can I come with? I'm like, sure. So we did. And I bought it and they were handing me the license plate and the license plate said, 911. Oh my goodness. And at first I I stopped and I almost handed the plate back to them because it was sort of scary. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, okay, this this is a sign. This is an emergency. Like I have to pay attention. So I really felt like the universe was starting to drop little pebbles for my path for me. And I just thought that this was one of those pebbles. And so I'm like, yep, I'm, I'm the 911 girl. I I'm here. (laughs) I'm here to help with the emergencies. Um, That's a really great realization for you to have, you know, at that point, uh, you know, taking on that title, I'm the 911 girl. I'm ready. Yeah. It was crazy. And, and the more I did that, the more I started to kind of accept those things and really pay attention to those signs, the more I started to see them, to notice them. Um, and then I would follow them and they would get stronger. And, you know, that also led me then to pursue things like a yoga therapy certification and a deeper awareness of you know, the energy field and, um, you know, to finish, to finally finish uh, my Reiki master practitioner uh, teacher training um, and, you know, to really get into the subtle bodies and studying them and, you know, a deeper awareness of breath work and how important meditation is. And even looking at how meditation can change the the DNA strands, you know? So, I mean, the more I I listened to my intuition, the more I got excited about learning these things that could, of course, help myself. But I really felt like we need to talk about this more. We, you know, this can really help a lot of people. And I'm, I'm not saying that aligning our energy is a cure. We need all aspects of health and wellness and uh, holistic arts uh, to help us thrive instead of just survive. And everyone, of course, is a a different individual, um, but I treat them that way. I treat them as individuals and try to create a path for them that is going to work in their health and wellness journey Mm. to create just, you know, the better life for them. Yes. Well said. Ooh, thank you, Ivy. Oh, Listen, <laughs> my my friends, we we just heard this awesome testimonial from 
really, really being in the trenches to coming up and declaring a transformation and a new life. Hang out here with us. We just have one more commercial break that we need to take. And then we're going to start to get into some energetic techniques. Stay tuned. You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We're talking today with Ivy Miles. She is an energetic alignment coach, a strong background in yoga, and she is the thriver beyond surviving cancer. She has quite a story she's been vulnerably sharing here with us. And allow this to be an example to you, my dear memoir writers, that not only are you with memoir offering some of the vulnerable pieces that you had to walk through, you're showing where you were the warrior, where you were the champion for yourself sometimes, for your family. Sometimes it feels like you are the one that has to take the lead as the warrior, and sometimes it is your loved ones doing it. But regardless, what Ivy is really showing us is that any of us that have a story of memoir also have a way in which we really rise, we really hear instinct and calling on a deeper level, we really start to feel, if we didn't earlier, we really start to feel how could this story be something bigger than my story? How might it be something that we use to inform and to hold and to support others? For Ivy, she has used it in her business as well as in her personal life. And we do have a question here uh, from Tracy who has written in and says, thank you for emphasizing memoir and having a live example. I'm taking so many notes as I too am a cancer survivor. If I could, I would like to, if I could, I would, oops, oops. If I could, I would like to ask your guest, did you know you had some sort of calling as a young person and then it came forward through your diagnosis? Or was it more, 
that you had to survive something big to hear what you needed to do in this part of life. Hope that's not too much, but I feel such a connection to her, and please don't forget to tell us where and how to talk to her more. Ooh, good. So did you get that? <laughs> I, I, I did. Okay. I did. What was her name again? Tracy. Tracy. First of all, Tracy, blessings to you. Uh, no one wants to go through that experience. You know, we often say it's a club that we have to join, but nobody wants to. Um, so just sending you love and healing for your journey. Hmm. Thank you. So, so, okay. So let me ask that. Do I feel like I had a calling early on? When I was younger, I was very intuitive, yet it was not nourished. And because I was going through trauma um, with some physical abuse with my father, when I would say these things to my mother, my mother was very stressed and was what I would say maybe was a non-believer that there was anything beyond this lifetime. So yes, I feel like I've always had a calling, but I also feel that I was reacting to life instead of paying attention. So when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I feel like it was the universe giving me a big giant poke, saying enough is enough. This is really your path and you need to get to it. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> That, that's really good. Tracy is someone who every now and then will send in a question. I want to say thank you, Tracy, for your uh, listenership because I always look forward to your questions regardless of topic. But what Ivy has just shared here is really essential, and that is we can push down, push away, or, or even just in our own way, minimize certain callings that get louder and louder and louder later in life if we don't put our arms around them, hold them, greet them, and listen to them. They can just get far from us. What I have found is in the stories that I hear from other writers, the stories of people that come on the show, is that they couldn't ignore it anymore. They had something big enough come along that said, you know, it's, it's either your calling or your life. And I, I get the sense that that was the same for, for you, Ivy, as well. And now, in your life that is not going for regular chemo treatments, where you're not trying to survive, where you know what thriving and the mind and the body does to have that, I would love for you to take us through one of your techniques that you offer through Ivy's Holistic Arts. Are you ready for that? I am ready. Great. Um, what I found with myself and with many of my clients 
Now, when I mention meditation, they struggle with it. Mm. And I think that there's a preconceived notion with meditation that your mind has to be absolutely blank or, you know, meditation has to be seated and quiet and no distractions. The reality is, is there's noise all the time. There's noise, there's distractions. And meditation, again, is a skill like intuition or anything else. And even with myself, you know, I had taught yoga and moving meditation. But when it came to seated meditation, I had a difficulty with it. And it wasn't until I had a 30-day homework with my um, yoga teacher with yoga therapy. And I had to meditate for 30 minutes for 30 days. When I was finished with that, I did another training with her. And I was so excited to be done with it because (laughs) I kept thinking, I don't have time for this. Hmm. And yet her homework again was another 30 minutes of 30 days. Oh, (laughs) But here's what happened. At the end, I was like, oh, it's coming to an end. Okay. And then when I didn't have to do it anymore, I think it took two days and I was missing it. Hmm. And and so... I I tell my clients this story because it's consistency. It's keep trying and meditation is not going to be perfect. But what I would suggest is to start there. One minute meditation. All you have to do is close your eyes and let that external world go away for a minute to connect with your breath. And I'd like to take a breath in through the nose and a breath out through the mouth just to reset. And then just pay attention to the rise and fall of the breath for that one minute. And whatever comes up, pay attention to it. Try not to engage, but pay attention the things that annoy us and irritate us are signs. And those are things that we need to pay attention to. This is why it's hard to be still. But once we're still for a minute and we listen and we come out of it and we might sit for two more minutes the next time or three or more, but we're going to learn something about ourselves and about our mind every single time we sit with ourselves for just one minute. That's really, really beautiful, Ivy. Really beautiful. I I think you have banished any fear that someone might go into when they're being invited to meditate and they know that there's there's stories in there when we get quiet and they don't really want to be with them yet. They don't really know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen yet. They're wondering if they're doing it right. Uh, Really, really nicely done. I want everyone to know where they can find you And then I'd like to give a little sum up about memoir and how perfectly (laughs) you just took us through what 
a real memoir is about. I'm going to sum that up for people. But first, how do we find you so we can work with you and get more of your lovely alignment energy? Absolutely. So I do have a website, and that is Ivy's Holistic Arts. Dot com. So I'll spell it. It's I-V-Y-S-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-A-R-T-S dot com. And it is still under somewhat of construction. It's a new website, and I'm very excited about some new mentoring programs that I do have on that website. But they can contact me there. And um, I would love to chat with anyone who has been listening, answer any questions um, that they may have about my journey or even about their own. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's really a delight. Absolutely. I want to remind you, dear listeners, that in memoir, you get to decide what you're going to share and what you're not. You get to decide what parts of the journey are really going to help your reader understand you. You get to decide how much you want to talk on, and if that book of yours, that memoir of yours, is going to be 90 pages, there's nothing wrong with that. If you need 490 pages, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you noticed that Ivy was very controlled and able to share whatever she chose to share. You're in control of your story. You might not have been in control of your diagnoses and how things went, but at some point you became heroic. I'd like to help you be the heroine that writes that story. We come to you live every Thursdays, my friends. I'm Coach Debbie. You can find me at CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Until next week, namaste, my friends. Mm -hmm.